You're listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for the A-List Online, and of course that means my name can only be Andrew Mackay-Smith. Hope you're well, wherever you might be listening from, wherever you are in the world. The interview subject coming up for you is called Timo Rotten, and he's from Germany's Oceans. Now, if you like your new metal on the harder side, these are the guys to listen to, actually. I didn't pick it up initially, but it's definitely there, and you'll hear that through the conversation with Timo. Now, the reason for the conversation is to promote their brand new album, which will be released very soon, which is the 10th of January 2020, called The Sun and the Cold. So let's have a listen to what he has to say. Here we go. Hey, I'm good. How are you? Good, good. How's the? Uh, have you had many interviews before me and how they've been going? Uh, they've been going great. Yeah, I, I had a couple. <laughs> this is this is the third or fourth today. Okay, gotcha. And yeah. I keep and I keep mixing up. Uh, I keep mixing the countries up. So, are, are you from Australia or New Zealand? Australia. I'm definitely from Australia. Okay, Australia. Australia. <laughs> yeah, don't, <laughs> don't don't say that to anybody from New Zealand because they get really offended when you call them Australians. So they got like little brother chip on their shoulder syndrome over there. <laughs> yeah, well, I just I just did before, but he was he was fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I don't think you know. There's so many bloody Kiwis in Australia these days. There's there's something like one in. Eight people born in New Zealand live in Australia these days, yet mm-hmm. yet they fight so hard for their national identity as a country, yet apparently one in eight don't want to live there, so they live here. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> economic opportunity and everything else. I'm, I've been yeah, here sure. time. It's impossible not to uh, go over there when you're Australian because, you know, you end up, family members end up, be, Kiwis end up becoming mm-hmm. family mm-hmm. members and all of that sort of stuff. So they think that they're really different from us, but they're not really it's you know it's uh it's like the norwegian swedish thing you know what i mean sort of uh, yeah i i get it i mean i live i am from germany but i live in austria and this kind of sounds a little bit the same like austria always being mistaken struggling with their own identity and being mistaken with germans when they're not and and yeah i kind of get it i guess yeah, it's it's always interesting in the states when uh, regular people in the states on Twitter or whatever it might be refer to Arnie Arnie Schwarzenegger as German, and it's like, <laughs> nah, he's not. He's Austrian. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, so well. mate, I like your album. Um, so I got the press release, of course. You know, um, mm-hmm. the name of the album's "The Sun and the Cold." Great album name, by the way. You know, and um, thanks. My take on it is that it's um, it's it's very modern sounding death metal i'm not sure that i'm hearing a lot of the uh the 90s new metal that was mentioned in the press release so to be honest with you i think (laughs) i think you're a bit beyond that i don't know who wrote that but uh i'm not sure that i'd agree with that and uh the post-rock thing i I can definitely feel the post-rock thing you know that deaf heaven post black and post-rock that Mm -hmm. that post black metal post-rock thing i think you got a bit of that in there um but i think overall man i mean it's just getting hard to classify and try to bundle music into a box these days i just i just think you guys i just think you guys craft really solid modern heavy metal do you you agree with that (laughs) (laughs) uh dude actually whatever you want to call it because yeah i i know i know that people love labels and you kind of need them to navigate through the world, <laughs> not only music, but, yeah. but everything. Yeah. I get it, but I really, I really don't know. Um, I mean, those three genres you mentioned, that's what we say to kind of explain to people what we do, yeah, like yeah, this gotcha. mix of new metal, death metal, and post-rock. And 
of course with blast we 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 came up with this with this new label doing like like you know what all the bands do nowadays they just invent a new yes. label for themselves so up, we yeah. so we're called post death metal now <laughs> post death metal we've arrived here we are <laughs> yes here we are so awesome um i mean it sounds cool but yeah what whatever um um I don't. I don't really care. You can call us whatever you want. To, <laughs> if it comes to me, um, yeah. But I would a, agree. I would agree with what you said, actually. Yes. Except, except the new metal thing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I mean. Like the new metal thing, I, I tend to. I never liked it. I'll come out and say that now. I don't. I don't. Not a hater from the perspective that people can like whatever the hell they want to mm-hmm. like, but. Because I'm in mm-hmm. my forties, I remember when that shit broke, like when Corn broke, and Corn actually were a very good band on their first two albums. I've got to say, I, I thought that mm-hmm. their first two albums are virtually untouchable in the genre. I don't actually. I think they're the only two new metal albums worth listening to, all things considered. Um, but you know, Limp Biscuit and all that other garbage that came out <laughs> afterwards. Like, I mean, what what surprises me, mate, is that sh- people still listen to this crap because bands yeah, like I do. <laughs> Is that I right? You, you listen to Limp Bizkit, do you? I do, yeah. And like the, but the thing is, in the, in this band, the four of us, we all have like very different um, love for different styles of metal and music in general. Yeah. And I'm the I'm the new metal guy. <laughs> Which what, what other new metal? So give give me an education here in in a, in a minute or so. What new metal should I be listening to in order for you for something to change my mind on new metal? <sighs> I'm not sure if I can change your mind on that, to be honest. But I, I, I grew up listening to all. I, I mean, I'm in my 30s. I, all, I also experienced that whole thing go down the gutter. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but I grew up listening to all those 90s, late 90s, and early 2000s new metal bands. Corn is is was and still is my most favorite band, probably. Is the early right? Slipknot albums are awesome, I think. Okay. And. Uh, yeah, Deftones are still doing really great music, I think. But I also like this like crossover rap thing. I, I do actually love the biscuit. <laughs> oh, you do like it? Okay, well, yeah. that's fair enough. Like as I said, I got nothing against anybody who likes it. I just can't stand it myself. And no, the same here. And no, yeah. no offense taken or anything. But, yeah. but what I think, what I love about that music back then, was that um, it wasn't so much about like other metal being yeah we need to be faster we need to be the best guitar player in the world and, mm. and all this tech technique technique thing that is going on in so many genres oh, new metal yeah. wasn't about that at all it, it wasn't it wasn't very complicated in in structures or technique at their instruments it was just about this raw emotion being transported through the music sure. i mean especially the first Go back to those first two corn albums that you mentioned. I mean, the emotion that is transported on on those albums, especially by by Jonathan Davis, it's so intense. And this is what what was so amazing to me. And this is actually what what I or what we are trying to do in Oceans. We're also not trying to be over the top technical. We cannot even. We're not that good at our instruments to to be like this progressive, mm. super sweeping the guitar oh, up and down, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we, we just can't do that, and we don't want to do that. Actually, I just want to have this this emotion, emotionally part of the music, be the most prominent. And uh, yeah, and I guess maybe the new metal influence is not so heavy in the in the in the music in the instrumentals, yeah. but I think it's very heavy in the vocals. Is that right? I am, 
Okay. I am influenced a lot, but I mean, not the, not the growls, but the clean vocals. I mean, I would say that I'm very heavily influenced by, by Jonathan Davis and yeah, all those, all those singers from, from that era. That's interesting, yeah, because I didn't pick it up, to be honest with you, because I, I, I think your music's quality, actually, and as I've basically alluded to, or said directly, I don't <laughs> think your new metal is quality, and, uh, but I think that's the benefit of it, and I actually agree with you on that point specifically, and you've been very articulate in the way you frame that, that in this day and age, well, it was like that back then too, because that's when I was coming through as well, but there's this tendency for musicians to want to show off and play mm-hmm. as fast and as technically as they can, and oh god i've had this conversation a lot late, lately with my podcast series with musicians but you know you've got a groove you know a new metal mm-hmm. definitely did that i'll pay that mm-hmm. you have to have swagger and groove in your music you know there are bands like death metal bands that are quite brutal and uncompromising like nile but they still groove there's still mm-hmm. an element mm-hmm. of tap your foot and nod your head to it but some of this right. tech death shit that i get sent I listen to it and it's unlist. It's actually unlistenable, really. I mean, I, I don't know. It's basically a nuclear arms race to see who can make the fastest, most unlistenable music. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's fun to listen to it from a musician's perspective to just see what people can do. Actually, it's like extreme sports or something. So, oh my, my some people run fast and those yeah. guys play fast, and it's amazing. And it's it takes a lot of practice and effort and everything. And I appreciate that and I respect it. But um, for me, music needs to to um, talk to my heart, not to my brain. Mm. Yeah, and look, I, I really love the cut Dark, actually. That's probably mm-hmm. one of my favorite cuts released in the last few weeks. You know, I get heaps of stuff sent to me, but I found myself listening, listening to that one over and over again. You know, it's, it's dense, it's layered, but what I found with it is the listening experience was very different between having it on speakers and then having it on headphones, which leads me to the conclusion that you guys are at what I call a headphones band. Did, would you oh. would you agree with that statement as well? Hmm. Yeah. Why not? I mean, I mean, when you're listening on a head, the thing is, I, I guess I am a head headphone person. Mm. <laughs> I listen to music on on my headphones since I was like I don't know twelve back then when the, when we had MP3 players, <laughs> or even <laughs> no, back. I even had a disc. I, I even had a discman and a walkman. Jesus God, I'm old. Um, <laughs> whatever um yeah probably yeah because you 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 easily get distracted when you're listening on speakers i guess and uh i think we made an album that you can really dive into and lose yourself because the the, the emotional it is it is very emotional and, and intense yeah great at some points yeah. yeah i think at least it is that way and yeah i guess i guess on on headphones that's even more intense than <laughs> I know. you could say that probably. Yeah, I agree. I think I think yeah, the fact that you are someone who listens to music predominantly on the headphones doesn't surprise me that you've crafted an album that I feel sounds much better on headphones too, and take that uh-huh. as a compliment because uh, not every album does, believe me, some albums need the air and the space of a speaker to mm-hmm. to, to travel the meter or two to you in order to make sense. Mm-hmm. You know, like a lot mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. I, I a lot of people feel that you're supposed to listen to vinyl records with headphones on, and I disagree totally. I think you should be listening to them with a really good, high-quality pair of speakers so as mm-hmm. to bounce off the room. But you, you, I think you guys are quite opposite. And look, in all honesty, I haven't lived with it long enough yet to make a, a really harsh judgment call on that but or a, or a really specific judgment call on that, but it's just just what i found so far. And, and I, think that, I think that if you can do that and you can draw people into what I call your musical universe... 
it helps mm-hmm. your career, it helps your career because obviously then you're getting more in inverted commas like uh, the fans are investing in you a bit more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how mm-hmm. I feel about yeah. it anyway. Maybe you know that's that's really interesting. I never thought about it like that, but yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, and good good for us because most of the people are listening streaming music on their headphones today. <laughs> so. Indeed, yeah, indeed. That or in the car, one of the two. I mean, car yeah. play systems, yeah, you know, true. these days, are, you know. But but in terms of the band members and stuff, I take it. Do you, do you write most of the music yourself and then give it to the other guys as such, or or how does the songwriting process happen in the band? Mm, I mean, we we need we need to write together. That's where this kind of magic happens. Yep. But the problem is that we're um, we're all over the place. Uh, I live in Vienna, um, and our drummer too. Hmm. Thomas, our bass player, lives in Berlin. Yeah. And and Patrick, our guitar player, lives in in northern Bavaria. So, uh, we're we're like, I don't know, from from Vienna to Patrick, it's like about six car car like car drive hours six hours Jesus, yeah six hours car drive yeah and then from there to berlin it's another three and a half or something um so we cannot just say hey let's let's meet up at this weekend and write new songs together Mm. (laughs) we have to do it all like digitally so yeah um mostly it starts with someone having a riff or a melody or something um and uh and then yeah we just write um digitally and then I mean, I, I start most of the songs and then send them to the other guys. We talk about it, listen to it. They all put in their ideas or, and, and then we mm-hmm. work on it. And uh, that's what we did for the album, actually. Um, and what I, what I really like about it, that it's, it's very... Um, we take time for the songs. Like yeah. some of the songs, as I said, I, I wrote the first songs for the album in 2016 or something. Mm-hmm. And... At the moment, we think they're done. We put them in a drawer, and then I don't know, a couple of weeks or months later, we 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 put it out again, listen to it again, say, oh, okay, it's not it's it's not finished yet. We need to change a little bit more here, there, hmm. and, and uh, yeah. The wonders of modern technology, hey? I mean, isn't that awesome that you can live six hours and the other fellas nine hours away from you? And you can craft an album using what I call the riff bank in the sky, the cloud. And you can collaborate <laughs> yeah, yeah. that way. I mean, it just—it's so awesome. I mean, there are bands these days that where every member—I don't know—I don't know whether this is the case for you two anymore, but where just about every member lives on a different continent, say Australia, yeah, US, sure, Europe, sure. and South America or whatever. Yeah, you can yeah. do it. You can actually do it these days if you find people that are capable enough and are on the same page, and you can communicate effectively. And I think that's the key point. Is a lot mm. of people can't communicate effectively over over electronic means. They can only do that face to face. But yeah, it is not that easy, though. No, nah, because because what? Yeah, it's not that easy because it's very condensed, and mm-hmm. you sort of you miss cute verbal cue or non non uh, non verbal mm-hmm. cues, visual cues that might indicate someone's trying to say something else. Than and yeah. this sort of thing. But look, it's you know whatever. I mean, you can overcome these things, and clearly, you guys have managed that. Thank you. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I do miss those guys. <laughs> I I wish we could we could see each other more often because I I really we've been we know each other so long so I consider them as family. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but yeah, sweet. Anytime we meet, there is it, it's even more intense than of course because it's just yeah just yeah you got you got plenty have, to talk about yeah 
yeah, we have good chemistry going on, definitely. So, hmm. what about touring and promotion then? If have Nuclear Blast been behind you in terms of getting onto those enormous European summer festivals that have just finished, or will we be looking forward to them coming up uh, in uh, sort of May through to June next year? Mm-hmm. Now, while we, we're doing a tour right after the album release, together with Equilibrium and Lord of the Lost mm-hmm. and uh, Nail to Obscurity, um, like we're doing a lot of German dates and, and German-speaking countries, I think there's Switzerland and, and Austria. And, uh, but besides that, there is not much confirmed. We're doing some festivals, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Nuclear Blast just, it doesn't, it doesn't get involved into booking, honestly. Yeah, that much. That's not what they do. So I mean, it helps that you have this name behind your back. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. that's that's for sure. But yeah, we're um, we're doing one festival, but it isn't uh, officially confirmed right now. So I'm not allowed to say. Yeah. <laughs> but, Understood. <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're still we're still working on on that. I mean, we're, we're, I think the the problem, if you want to say like that, we're still sure. very new. And um, I guess to all those promoters, we we're still we still have to prove ourselves. <laughs> yeah, um, I get you. Yeah. But I but I think I think um, after the album is out, this will like break the ice with a lot of people, hmm. and uh, there will be more shows being confirmed. We're already working on another tour for fall next year, and uh, I hope we can. I mean, with those other bands we played in before, we have been touring North America, and I really hope to to um, tour North America, Canada, and also Australia for the first time in New Zealand. That would be great. I mean, you guys have some huge festivals over there too. We do now. We didn't for a bit. Got uh, ever since yeah, uh, yeah. Soundwave cancelled, there yeah, was nothing. Yeah. But then uh, now we've got good things in Download, or you know, the Donnings mm-hmm. and AKA Download we've got here yeah, these days. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I think you guys coming down here to do it. So you mentioned a really good band a moment ago, Nailed to Obscurity. I had a chat to Jan Oli and uh, Raymond about uh-huh. twelve months ago, and, and those guys impressed me. I've got to say, um, yeah, they're cool. Good band, solid band. I think you guys are a solid double bill, and I think that they, they could. They, I mean, it all depends on what the promoters down here want to do, and we've got some really good promoters, I must say, such as Dicey from Soundworks mm. or Direct Touring, as they're called these days. But, but just getting a couple of the, uh, a couple of the 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 newer Nuclear Blast bands like you guys on a three or four band mm. bill, but then put it in a club. Mm. To be honest, I reckon that'd be a killer night out, and I know it's a long way to travel for a forty-five minute set, but. Man, imagine that. You're getting introduced to the Australian audiences across four or five dates with some other killer bands mm. from Europe, Europe mm. or the US for Australian fans. I wonder if that could ever be done because I think there's merit in that. Well, I hope so. I mean, we just we just want to play everywhere at the moment. Mm. <laughs> it's just like, I'm so we're so pumped, so why not make a tour through Australia? I mean... Yeah. No, for sure. But uh, but not not many bands do that though, right? Uh, we do get... many do many bands come or at the moment it's it's honestly at the moment it's oversaturated. I have got to tell you, at any oh, given really? yeah any given week, um, I mean I'm struggling to mention the name of the bands that might be touring this <laughs> week. But I can tell you the bands that I've got look forward to touring are Revocation, Obituary. Um, mm-hmm. There's there's oh. a whole bunch of bands that are coming up. Um, Deftones, um, like seriously, like. It's, there's almost just about every band that ha- has a release out that's been mm-hmm. around for, say, longer than 10 years. 
um, mm-hmm. generally speaking, gets down here. So, cool. so it's yeah. I, I think I think if anything, mate, Australian audiences are a bit. I wouldn't say fatigued, but I mean, there's only so much money that we've got to spend on going to shows. So, I think I think the promoters probably feel that way too sometimes, and sort of uh, a bit of a break sometimes is good, so as though we can look forward to these wonderful international touring acts coming through again. Because um, I've missed a couple of good ones myself. Like I really wanted to watch mm-hmm. Def, Def Heaven again, but I generally mm-hmm. have a rule that. If I've seen a band once, I won't go and see them again, only because I'm so busy. I've got kids and everything else in my yeah. life happening, and it's very sort of hard to justify going and seeing a band when I've already <laughs> seen them once in the last 12 months, that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah, I get that. Yeah. But he, yeah, he's... That's cool. I'll make this my last question for you, mate, and I, I tend mm-hmm. to ask a lot of the German... Uh, I know you're in Austria there, but you said you're originally from Germany there, but... Uh, yes, that's true. I reckon per head per capita of population... Germany, along with Sweden, has produced more musicians and more heavy metal musicians to that point than anywhere else, including the bands. So, <laughs> what what do you? I mean, even in the nineties, when heavy metal wasn't just a dirty word, it was basically banned from from, mm-hmm. from the press. Heavy metal was huge in Germany. It's like you guys just don't give a shit, which is awesome. So, what is the? Do you, I mean, it might be hard because you are German and you just live within the culture to sort of answer the question. Mm-hmm. But do you have a take or a perspective on that? I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess I just grew up with it and never questioned that, to be honest. Um, hmm. But it is true. I mean, the, the metal scene since the 80s, I guess, has been very vivid in, in Germany. Um, I mean, that's that's probably why all those huge summer festivals came up. But in the, in the last years, I've I mean, there's still ton, a shit ton of bands going on there, but mm. I think in the last years it, it has declined a little. Okay. Because 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 the um, the teens nowadays are not so much more drawn to metal and rock music anymore. I think hip hop has has oh, and yeah. rap has much more has has gained more ground than ever. Yeah. In Germany as well, there's this there's like a whole scene of like German rap it's not only the the, the English speaking yeah I've heard ones, some of but it, German yeah. rap is, is is really really big here as well and uh, yeah I think if you want to say it like that I mean I, 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 I but um, I guess the metal has lost if you want to say it like that a lot of a lot of kids to rap and hip hop yeah um, which is I don't know why actually maybe because the music industry in metal is still very old and backwards mm-hmm. and, and and people working in in metal promotion and industry are still kind of stuck in the 80s you know what i mean yeah i'm hearing yeah yeah yeah, I'm hearing yeah. yeah. rap has has in, in especially in music marketing has has Spot embraced yeah. has, has has embraced streaming and and social media and everything from from the start and metal still is kind of stuck with those 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 huge bands that have been there for the last 30 40 years and i mean it's cool that they're still around but that that might be the problem and that you can see that in germany and austria as well that a lot of like clubs um are closing down there's not as much like metal we we had a shit ton of of metal bars like everywhere 
yeah. every small city there was at least this one metal bar where, where all the metalheads came together. This is this is um, this is declining as well. They're they're all closing down because I guess they don't have enough people coming. That sucks. Yeah. Well. Wow. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. But um, but there's still tons of of shows happening everywhere. So that's I I, I don't think that's declining. Just uh, that's yeah. a good thing. I mean, that's cool. You make a really good point there about the cross promotional side of it. The way the way the hip hop artists like like uh, Kanye market themselves. I mean, they're brands as well as they are yeah, musicians. Yeah. If you can call them musicians, you can kind of call them musicians. But but they're they're really brands. Like so, it's it's as important for a hip hop artist to have a line of something, whether that be a soft drink or a pair of shoes or some other bullshit consumer product. But the kids yeah, love they- that stuff. Yeah, and they just they just figured out that okay, there's there's traditional ways of making money with music have died because no one's buying CDs anymore, or or the majority isn't. There's just a small portion of people that still buy CDs and and, and vinyl and that stuff. So they they understood that they need to find other uh, areas where they can yeah. market themselves and make money out of it. Which is, yeah, it's okay. I think. I mean, people need to people need to make a living. I I go to the office every day. It's not very metal what I do here, but yeah. I have to. So, um, so why what do you, not? What why do you do for a, something? What do you do for a day job? What what keeps you occupied? Um, I'm like in digital uh, marketing and communication. Oh, well, you so, know all about it then. Yeah, you're a smart guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that that helped. That definitely helped a lot in, in like establishing the band, of course. Like because I know one thing or two about social media and how oh, this yeah. works. Hey, do you have that that thing happen though? Because I've had this happen to me recently with an organisation I'm a part of. Because I'm back at university, you see, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a journalism student. I'm I'm almost done, but I'm a social media major. So a bit like yourself, I'm right up on it. I mean, I have to be, otherwise I don't pass my assessments and my exams. Mm-hmm. But do you find that with all of the expertise and knowledge you've got, people around you will sometimes go, mm, I don't want to do that or you're wrong or something? You know what I mean? Like they don't take your word on it. With all of the knowledge that you've accumulated over the years that you've been doing your job, that you still get challenged by people who think that they know better in that sphere? Yeah, yeah, of it's course. Crazy, but I think that's, that's, probably, that's probably the case in everywhere when you're working with people that... Uh, that they think they know better, yeah. Um, but that's okay. I, I don't. I mean, you can't force anyone to their luck. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's really they're, true. they're gonna find out eventually. On themselves. <laughs> well, mate, you got a good head on your shoulders. This is a good album, man. The sun and the cold, probably the best album title of 2020 that I've got so far. You know, we've we've got <laughs> heaps of albums that are I've got in my, you know, my itunes music that aren't due for release until well into the next year but um mm-hmm. you know we get advances you need to otherwise gosh yeah. we've got nothing to listen to for these interviews but great album title i think you guys have got it going on you know just good luck with it man i mean just talking to you i think you know you're obviously very mature and you know exactly what you're trying to achieve with the band here i just hope you achieve everything you want with it thank you very much uh, there's got to be i've got to 
I mean, I'm doing this for like, I don't know, 15 years now. There's got to be something that I've learned. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've learned a lot, man. I can tell with this album. So good album, man. It's a, cool. it's a solid, solid Glad you like it. album. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, all the best with everything, brother. And hopefully we'll see you in Australia sometime soon. I hope so too. Then uh, I wish you a good evening, I guess. Yeah. Well, what time, what time is it over there for you? Is it about midday or so? Is uh, it or earlier? So here's like uh, it's 11 a.m. now. So 11 a.m. All right. Well, I have I have a whole day of work ahead of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, do what you can to enjoy it. Get a couple of coffees. There you go. And look forward. I to will. That, look forward to that beer tonight. <laughs> Friday. I will. No, All right, man. Thank you, and have a good one. Thanks, brother. All the best with everything. Bye. Catch ya. You've been listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for the A-List Online, and my name is Andrew Mackay-Smith. That interview subject was Timo Rotten from the German outfit Oceans. Thanks so much for listening.